acknowledge that it's hard. Change is really freaking hard. I say that in a lot of my initial coaching meetings and usually get a bit of a shocked look, but no. I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that massive change or, man, even small change is easy. And understanding that is really important, and I'm going to explain to you exactly why. This is how we hack your brain. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello. I'm so happy that you're part of our conversation today on purposeful lifestyle development. As you can see from the title of this episode, we're talking about the actions that are required for you to move forward towards your goals or towards that highest potential version of yourself. And why it can feel like your brain can be fighting you on it, even when you deserve this change and the lifestyle that you want that comes with it. I mean, that's the root of basically everything we coach on. It's really the root of all things coaching and thought work. Create meaningful change by overcoming any barrier or boundary in your way. That's the reason we're all here, why you're listening to this podcast or any other piece on personal development. It's the only reason you'd read a book about anything on personal growth. It's because you have an understanding, whether you're new to the topic or you can quote all the greats, you're aware that just like anything else you want to get really freaking good at, it takes work. Getting to the place where you're living in your higher purpose and have a higher value lifestyle, that takes work. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to push past what you have previously believed were your limits. You have to do the things that you've never done before, and it's going to be hard. It's probably going to suck sometimes, or maybe a lot of the time, but you are aware that you are choosing your hard now. Now, I want you to think about that last sentence. When do you want it to be hard? Hard now? or hard later. For example, eating in a way that's conducive to good health and pushing yourself in the gym, that's hard. But so are the consequences later on of not doing those things. Especially in our society today, it's so much easier to go grab a pizza and a cocktail rather than cook a healthy meal at home. Clearly, it's easier to relax and watch TV than it is to lift the heavy things in the gym for half an hour to an hour. Sleeping in is so much easier than going for a morning run or doing something like yoga or Pilates. There's really nothing easier than that. But when do you want your hard? Because if it's easy now, the hard comes later. Yeah, I can easily pick the fun bar food and cocktails and not really do anything meanfully active, but that's going to make it harder later. Developing blood sugar issues or insulin issues is really hard. Having high cholesterol that basically makes your blood thick and waxy, 
and all the symptoms that come with it, that's hard. It's hard on your heart. It's hard on your organs. If I didn't eat right, I'm sure my gut health would show signs of that eventually. And the gut biome is where we have all of the bacteria and the microorganisms that determine basically everything about our health and well-being. And I mean, when your gut biome is off, so is your immune system and your mood. Your mood is incredibly linked to your gut health. So yeah, getting sick and feeling awful and exhausted, that's hard too, especially the older we get. Not aging with proper muscle strength from not using them enough is really hard. And if it takes forever to heal after an injury because your body isn't strong enough and doesn't have what it needs to repair, that is really hard. One I hear a lot, not being able to play with your kids or your grandkids because you've inflicted a lot of damage to your body over the years and not added enough care. Man, I've heard so many stories of how hard that is. I know it's hard. So that's the first thing you need to do when you know you need to make a change. Acknowledge that it's hard. Change is really freaking hard. I say that in a lot of my initial coaching meetings and usually get a bit of a shocked look, but no. I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that massive change or, man, even small change is easy. And understanding that is really important. And I'm going to explain to you exactly why. This is how we hack your brain. You can't beat yourself up when you don't want to do the thing that you know you need to do. Don't think to yourself that you're not motivated just because there's a voice in your head that's begging you to do the thing that only brings momentary satisfaction instead of what you need to do to be the version of yourself that you want to be. And again, that you deserve to be. Instead, acknowledge that the resistance is there. Be aware that your brain is just fighting the process of you breaking a pattern or creating a new pattern because as you'll hear me say all the time, your survival brain is trying to keep you safe and it does not like when you deviate. It thinks we haven't died yet in what we have done so far, so please do not take me into a new territory. So when that happens, if you can recognize what is happening, it actually allows you to take control over the response, over your actual bodily response. What happens is you can allow your parasympathetic nervous system to take over your sympathetic nervous system. Now, what that means to explain it really simply is a lot of what I talk about when I say your survival brain it's referring to how your sympathetic nervous system responds to things. This is what controls our fight or flight response. It's literally meant to prepare the body for potential danger. And because of that, the neural pathways, you know, those communication lines that I've touched on, those are really short. So that's why there's a much faster response time. You literally have a physical reaction. The adrenaline in your body goes up. Your pupils can dilate, your heartbeat increases, your muscles physically tighten, your organs release epinephrine and norepinephrine. However, when you recognize this and become aware of what's happening, it's like you are soothing that response. 
it allows the parasympathetic to take over. This is a part of the nervous system that really likes homeostasis. It wants your body and your brain back to a state of calm. Unfortunately, this does have longer neural pathways than your sympathetic fight or flight response, and that's why it takes a bit longer. Here's a really simple example. Imagine when you know someone is in the same room as you or know someone who lives in your house's home, but you're intently focused on something. And if they come up behind you, you still jump. You still, you know, do the little yell. I know I have an embarrassing, really short little scream that sounds ridiculous, but you do. And then you either laugh or you have that sigh, like, oh my gosh, you scared me. You physically respond then too. After the sigh, after you realize your heartbeat does slow back down, you do have that deep breath because your airways and your lungs are literally allowing for it. Your muscles relax. So remember, it's just your dang survival brain that's talking you out of these things. Talking yourself out of something, even when you really want to do it, is actually genuinely instinctual. And if you can personally relate to this problem or your brain seems or can seem to fight you on the things you know you need to do to change your life, even for the better, you probably would have survived quite long back in our hunter-gatherer days. The genes that made this response strong for you very well may be from a very keen or insightful lineage. But unfortunately now, that is manifesting in your life as maybe procrastination, paralysis by analysis, or just that stuck feeling. But not fear, we are literally correcting it. We're actually correcting how the brain responds to this change. So this next part that I'm about to tell you is key. And it's something that I think is the most crucial for everyone and for everything you want to do. Like, literally start thinking about this for everything. I mentioned it earlier, if you caught it, what is your why? Think about what we said earlier with the question of when do you want it to be hard? Well, why are you doing it now? Why are you willing to do the hard thing now? And have a real answer. Say, are you trying to get rich? Do you want to make $100,000 this year? Do you want to make $100,000 this month? Well, if you're actually going to do it, be able to tell me why. Don't just tell me it's a goal. You have to give a why. Do you want to be the first one in your family to do so? Why is that? Is it so that you can break generational problems of income or financial problems? Is it so that you can take care of your family and send your kids to a good school and live in an area that you feel is safe for them and you have that choice? Is it so you can pay for maybe crazy expensive medical care that you worry your parents will need? Figure out why. Tell yourself why. And you need to repeat it like a mantra, especially anytime your sympathetic nervous system is activated and taking over that's what's going to cause you to get into that state of fight, flight, or freeze. Again, you're feeling that physical response. Think of it this way. And I need you to think about this really clearly. Sit with this. 
Say you're waking up two hours early to get the thing done. You're really committed. But before you even open your eyes, your brain already starts to tell you, oh, no, 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 I can't today, not yet. I need a few more minutes. No, I don't feel good enough today. I really need the sleep or I'll start tomorrow. I'll start Monday next week. Really? Is that really what you want? Or are you going to go sleep for those two hours and then wake up without time to do the thing? And now guess what? You believe in yourself just a little bit less. Because when we lie to ourselves, we teach our brain not to trust us. And I'm telling you, this is going to be life-changing. Do not allow yourself to lie to your brain. You do not want your brain to lose accountability with you. When you say you're going to do something, do something, get up and do something. It does not have to be perfect, but momentum stems from action. So the longer you don't do it, the stronger is the momentum for not doing it. When you start even the smallest action, you will start creating that momentum. Say you're creating something, anything, anything creative. Say you're writing a book. Don't tell yourself that every time you sit down, you have to have these big audacious amounts written down by the time you get up. Don't tell yourself you need a whole chapter because your brain's not going to like that. It's going to start asking things like, what if I can't do the whole thing? Or what if this takes me all day and I can't do any of the other things I had planned to do? What if I experience really painful feelings and feel like I'm not a creative person like I thought I was? Or gosh, a failure even? Or maybe I start to experience imposter syndrome? You probably don't think these things exactly like that, but this is how they can show up for you in your life. This is why we can procrastinate or somehow get the belief that we just can't do it. So instead, if you're trying to write that book, start with just sitting down. I need you to say, I'm going to sit down at this desk, either with my laptop or my pen and paper, and I'm going to do something. If all I can manage today is a brain dump and brain dump a bunch of words or ideas, then I'm going to do that. If I need to sit in the thought and meditate or manifest some ideas, I'm going to do that. If I can just jot down my ideas in some bullet points and that's all I can manage, I'm going to do that, whatever it is, but do something. So whether you're writing the book or whatever your goal is, do that enough to allow your brain to move from anxious or nervous or negative because that's the way it's hardwired to be to move this action into one that invokes excitement. When you're able to do this, then writing the book or whatever your goal is becomes something that gives you the feel-good hormones like serotonin and dopamine instead of your stress hormones like cortisol. This is literally going to have your brain telling you either get up and go or stop and freeze. And you do have the power to change that. Say you're trying to create a workout routine that would be so good for both your physical health and your mental health. But when you're supposed to go, 
your brain starts coming up with all these excuses as to why you shouldn't. Know that it's just fighting the change and allow yourself to make baby steps anyway. Do it anyway. You don't have to do everything, but just do something. Do something and doing something is the majority of the challenge, my loves. Once you do something and you actually start to move, you're 85% of the way there. So if you want to start that workout routine, let's make it happen. Let's take those baby steps. Go just get your workout clothes on. If it's your favorite workout outfit, that's even better. More bonus points. Then just put your shoes on. That's fine. You put on shoes every day. Then go get some water. That's fine. And you have to stay hydrated anyway. Then just move towards your destination. Whether you go to the gym or your park or somewhere in your house, just go there. Then you can just stretch a little. Simply move your body in a way that feels good. Then think about your workouts. Maybe pick the one that feels best or even the one that you just have least resistance to. Then just do one. And once you've done one, do one more. Then try a few. Then when you feel like you're done there, okay. Find one more workout. Pick one. Then do one. Then do another one. That's all. Step by step. Remind yourself why you are doing this. Why this is good for your physical and mental health and why it is so important to you. Remember why you need to do this for you. This is how we rewire our brain to be on our side. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You deserve the life that you want. You deserve the life that you desire. If there is something that you desire, it's because it is in alignment for you. So when we have to shuffle some other things to allow you to move into the place where you are getting the thing you desire, then that's great. Quit saying you have to. Change your frame of thought. Remember that you get to. Wherever you are, even if it's the worst place you've been, if it's your rock bottom, man, there's someone out there who is climbing and striving to get there. And just because of that fact doesn't mean that you can't strive and climb to your next destination too. Again, the life you desire is the life that you are aligned with and the life that you deserve. Keep working on yourself, keep practicing, and we'll get there. We'll create the life that's meant for you on purpose. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness.